This is Mishmash, a weekly conversation where we try to unjumble an important and sometimes under-the-radar statewide story that affects you. There's a lot of news recently about petition campaigns hoping to change our laws here in Michigan by getting around either the Republican legislature or the Democratic governor. That's right. Uh, A group is trying to add LGBTQ protections to Michigan civil rights law. That petition was recently rejected by the bipartisan State Board of Canvassers, which said it didn't get enough valid signatures to move forward. And the legislature just repealed one of the laws Governor Whitmer used to implement strict COVID orders near the beginning of the pandemic. Lawmakers were able to do that without Whitmer's approval because of our petition initiative process in Michigan. Essentially, there's just kind of a lot of trying to go around the normal way these things are done. (laughs) Now, a reminder, if a petition initiative is successful, it goes to the legislature first, which can pass that law without needing the governor's signature. If lawmakers don't take it up, it goes to the statewide ballot. We're not going to talk about any of the merits of those or any other specific petitions here today. What we're going to talk about is the process itself and why some political watchers here in Michigan say uh, the process is bananas and broken. I was one of those people they approached for a signature and their their tactics were really unscrupulous. The woman said to me, do you want to sign a petition to support the governor? That was listener Vera in Dearborn calling into WDET's Detroit Today recently. She's talking about that petition that we just mentioned, which repealed one of the laws that Gretchen Whitmer used for her pandemic orders last year. Clearly not a move that would support the governor. And Vera is one of many people who claim that they've heard petition circulators misleading or even flat out lying to people to get a signature. So, Shana, I mean, that means those signatures shouldn't count, right? I mean, at least according to Michigan courts, you are wrong. Uh, Those courts have ruled on several occasions that it doesn't matter whether you were lied to. If your signature is on a petition, it counts. On top of that, there's also the fact that it really doesn't take that many signatures to completely take away the governor's ability to veto a policy initiative. Right. You only need signatures equal to 8% of the total vote for governor in the last cycle. And that's roughly 340,000 valid signatures necessary right now, which I guess could sound like a big number, but it's nowhere near the over 2 million people who voted for Governor Whitmer in 2018. I never understood why the 6162 Constitutional Convention did this, where you basically say that 8% of the total vote for governor is as powerful as a majority of the vote for governor, which is what it takes to get elected. It logically makes no sense. That's Zach Gorchow, publisher and executive editor of the Gong War News Service in Lansing. He was talking to WDET's Stephen Henderson on Detroit Today about what a mess this process is. So there's a couple important lessons from this for anyone who's out and about and they come across a signature collector. The biggest being read the petition language before you sign. And if you don't have time to do that, uh, make sure you're reading up on the news and listening to your favorite public radio station so you know what's circulating out there. So, Jake, earlier we heard from caller Vera in Dearborn and Zach Gorchow of Gongwer. They were both on WDET's Detroit Today recently, and they had a lot to say about all of this. That's right. And we thought it would be worthwhile to play that exchange for you, the listener here, in full. 
uh, on the Mishmash podcast because you can hear everything that they had to say about petitions in Michigan and why that process is so messed up. So uh, you can hear the full conversation if you want online at WDET.org. But for now, here's that snippet of Stephen Henderson's conversation with Gongwer publisher and executive editor Zach Gorchow on WDET's Detroit Today. Let's go to Vera in Dearborn. Vera, what's on your mind? Hi. Hey. Um, I wanted to say that I, I don't believe that um, it should have been certified because uh, I was one of those people they approached for a signature and their their tactics were really unscrupulous. Hmm. The woman said to me, "Do you want to sign a petition to support the governor?" Hmm. And I, you know, and I looked at her, and I had known because I listened to you guys that that petition was floating around. And I said, "How so?" And she said, "Oh, by repealing this, you know." And I said, "That doesn't support the governor, <laughs> you know." And so I'm sure there are a lot of people. That took her at her word. And just signed. She got me at a shopping center. They're busy. They run on their way, you know, and just signed that petition based on what she said. I I think their tactics are really unscrupulous. If they think um, their point is legitimate, do it in legitimate ways. Don't try to trick people and fool people. So, so Vera, I'm really glad you called and and gave us that example because— that's something that goes on, I think, quite a bit in in Michigan with petitions. It's not it's not just this group, the unblocked Michigan folks, who are a little crafty and 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 maybe a little dishonest about the way that they try to get signatures. I I see people doing that kind of thing uh, all the time. Zach Gorchow, that does raise again, I think, a question that we don't talk about a whole lot here in Michigan, which is this petition process. Uh, and whether it's it's too easy for people to get uh, this kind of thing in front of the legislature without uh, the ability for the governor to review or veto, uh, other states make this a little harder than than Michigan does. And it's been a long time, I feel like, since we've had that debate about whether we ought to think a little harder about how we allow citizens to make these kind of changes. I mean. Michigan's petition process is a mess. I, I don't think there's any other way to say it. Um, that that's not a knock on the unlock people. They're just taking advantage of the system sure. uh, that exists, as other groups have before. Um, first, on the you know trickery in terms of signatures, I guess a couple things. One, it, it, court, Michigan's courts have ruled a time and time again. It does not matter. Uh, if you lie and trick right. people into signing your petition, as bad as that is, it legally does not matter if you uh, under our statutes. And this is part of why I say things are a mess. If you sign it, it ca- and, it, and you're a va- and you are a registered voter, and all the other everything else is up to spec in terms of your your address and so forth. Um, that signature counts. Period. Right. Uh, it doesn't matter what means were used uh, to get it. Um, and this is a you know, reason there, there we should lot, say you know, there was a group of uh, uh, the governor's allies that really tried to make points that these signatures, in many cases, were ill-gotten mm-hmm. or had problems, and they struck out. Uh, they just flat out struck out. Uh, you know, unanimous opinion of the Michigan Supreme Court, a Democratic Supreme Court, I might add, and it was unanimous, 
repeatedly ruled against them. And, you know, we all knew they were going to rule against them. They, yeah. This was just they were trying to delay the inevitable as much as they could. And as much as uh, they may want, and, and groups that oppose us may believe, there should be an investigation into what happened. It should prevent the signatures from counting. It simply, under Michigan law, is not possible. Um, uh, I might also uh, add that... We should also point uh, out that that's, this is the reason that people when they are approached with these petitions, really ought to make sure that they read what it is they're signing. I mean, yes. people will tell you what yeah. the, the, the circulator's word for it. Yeah, yeah. you got to read the whole thing and then decide whether you want to sign. But, but go ahead. Um, yeah. so, so there's that. Now, I, the, I do think we should say that it is, I think it's unlikely that a, va- that a major, let's say, I'll say major is like more than a third, that more than a third of these signatures uh, were ill-gotten. I mean, there are you know, plenty of Republicans out there who, are, who would be itching to sign this and uh, kneecap the governor's powers. Mm-hmm. Um, but that brings up another point, which I won't get into a major digression here, in terms of the problems you mentioned with Michigan's system, which is this mechanism that allows for uh, a group to bring a, law, a proposed law before the legislature, and the legislature can sign it uh, with no possibility for the governor to veto. Remember what I said earlier. You only need signatures equal to 8% of the total vote for governor. Right. So I never understood why the 61-62 Constitutional Convention did this, where you basically say that 8% of the total vote for governor is as powerful as a majority of the vote for governor, mm-hmm. which is what it takes to get elected. Uh, you know, you're, it, it logically makes no sense, um, and uh, we, we've seen because the le- you know the legislature has largely been in Republican hands since the 1963 Constitution was adopted. We have seen conservative groups many times now use this mechanism to get around uh, a Democratic governor. Yep. Uh, you know, it, what, I think there's a very good argument to be made, regardless of who's in charge of the governor's office and the legislature, that that threshold should be much higher or that mechanism should be done away with and all of these proposals should just go straight to the ballot and have uh, the people uh, decide it. That way, um, you know, you are not, you know, if you're going to negate the power of the governor, you're doing it with a majority of the people, uh, not 8%. Yeah. That was Gongwer Executive Editor Zach Gorchow on Detroit Today with Stephen Henderson on WDET. And if you want to hear that full conversation again, you can check it out on WDET.org. You can hear that and all the other wonderful conversations that we have on Detroit Today and otherwise. And that's all for Mishmash. I'm Shana Roth. And I'm Jake Neer. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.